This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Schneimer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. Now we are going to check in with conservative leader Andrew Scheer. We've been seeing a lot of him in our area lately, and that is not surprising since there's just a year to go before the next election, and taking on Justin Trudeau is a tough ask. Andrew Scheer joins me now. Hello there. Hi, how are you doing? Fine, how are you? I'm doing great, thank you. Okay, well, today uh, here in Ontario, we saw the MPP, Amanda Simar, cross the floor over her discomfort with some cuts to Francophone service, uh, some of which was restored. Uh, now, that doesn't seem to be helping you in Quebec, correct? Well, actually, I believe that people in Quebec understand that the Conservative Party has a, a very strong record on uh, on supporting official languages uh, groups uh, outside of Quebec and all over the country. Uh, I am the only leader who has uh, actually uh, put the responsibility in terms of where the federal government uh, can help support these things uh, on, onto Justin Trudeau, who, who uh, has some uh, options at his disposal. Um, right now, Ontario does not get anywhere near the same support from the federal government for uh, francophone services uh, that other provinces do. And I had a meeting with the Prime Minister yesterday, and I, I highlighted that fact and, and challenged him to, to, to look at the causes of that and the consequences of that. Uh-huh. And uh, you've said that uh, you don't agree with Doug Ford on uh, his moves. Do, do you stand by that? Well, yeah, yeah. You know, I had a conversation with uh, with Premier Ford uh, early on in the story uh, as this, as this issue developed to talk about that. We 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 live in a bilingual country. We have uh, an obligation, all levels of government working together, uh, to ensure that uh, that community uh, linguistic groups uh, all over the country, whether they're francophones in Ontario or Anglophones in 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 Quebec, or we we have an obligation to, to work together to make sure that uh, the programs and services are there for those groups. This is a, a fact of our country. It's part of our history. It's part of our identity as Canadians. Uh, and as I said, the Conservative government has always had a strong record on that. Um, and uh, and that's why, as a federal member of Parliament, the leader of a federal party, uh, I uh, took the initiative to to meet with Justin Trudeau to talk about how. The federal government uh, can can play a role in in this very conversation in this very issue. But is that where the federal government has uh, uh, you know office uh, vacant office buildings in Toronto? Uh, the, the federal government or the liberal government has um, has the opportunity to, to to address the situation that Ontario doesn't get anywhere near the same level of funding on a per capita basis as other provinces. So so uh, I took the initiative on that on that file. Okay. Uh, you were in town earlier this week when we uh, heard the bad news about the closing of the GM plant. Um, you've uh, blamed uh, the carbon tax for that, uh, but there doesn't seem to be any actual evidence that that was the reason. Well, I would challenge you on that uh, in this respect. Um, 
it is true that General Motors is going through a, a restructuring and a retooling, and that they will be uh, rolling out new products, new uh, cars and trucks that uh, currently aren't being assembled at that plant. But here is what is true, that when they uh, unveil what they will be building, they will have a choice as to where they can assemble those vehicles. And when it comes to that choice, they will be looking at jurisdictions that have lower costs, that have lower taxes, that have uh, lower regulatory burdens. And so uh, to give those workers in Oshawa a fighting chance to save their jobs, what we're saying is that uh, this government, the federal government needs to scrap its carbon tax. Justin Trudeau has given huge exemptions to other sectors, large industrial emitters that are responsible for enormous quantities of greenhouse gases, have gotten a special deal, a huge break. And what we're saying is in order to give those workers a fighting chance to save their jobs, let's cancel the carbon tax so that that factory, that plant in Oshawa has a chance to get the new product line. This has happened before where there isn't an allocation of new units uh, and then the workers there at that plant have innovated and they've won the contracts. They've won the opportunities to build the next product. I want to give those workers that very chance by scrapping the carbon tax. Doug Ford has said that this is a a done deal and and just by the by, the other plants that were closed in North America, there's no carbon tax or hint of a carbon tax there. Well, here's the thing. As I said, in order to, when when General Motors, all the plants have, have been notified that there aren't uh, new units to be produced in in the in the near future because they have not yet allocated where they will be building the new vehicles that they're going to be unveiling. All of those plants, including the existing ones that that, that do have orders to fill, uh, will have an opportunity. Could have an opportunity to have the new vehicles produced at those plants. And there's no way that uh, that plant in Oshawa will be uh, will have the same level of competition. Will have the same chances of getting those new cars produced there uh, if there are higher costs and higher taxes and higher burdens. Under the Liberals, the cost of electricity in Ontario has skyrocketed over the past 15 years. That is a huge cost of assembling plants in Oshawa. The carbon tax is going to add another layer of cost. It'll be on top of what uh, General Motors already has to pay. So when the executives of General Motors are sitting down to say, okay, are we going to put these new units in Ohio or Michigan or Ontario? I want to give those workers the best possible chance to be chosen. And it's not going to be chosen if you add in a new carbon tax that, that all the experts agree will, are going to add massive cost to this production. The, the automobile sector has gone through tough times. It's not a, uh, an industry with huge margins. And when you're talking about adding a 3 to 5% cost just right off the top of putting a car or truck together in Oshawa, uh, that other factories in, in, in the United States that don't have that, uh, that, that tax, um, it's, it's going to put our workers in a tough situation. So let's do the right thing. Let's cancel the carbon tax. So just uh, finally on this topic, uh, so when Doug Ford says uh, he was saying basically any politician who says there's a chance is just blowing hot air, so he's wrong. So I'm up against Justin Trudeau. I know you've asked me several yeah. questions uh, uh, about Doug Ford, and, and uh, you know both Doug Ford and I are on the exact same page about fighting the carbon tax. This isn't just something that's uh, that's uh, affecting the automobile industry. I'm here to hold Justin Trudeau to account. Justin Trudeau has given up on these workers. He's the one that has raised payroll taxes that makes it more expensive to hire employees. He's the one that has uh, that, that waited months to address. Uh, the competitiveness issues that, that, that existed thanks to tax cuts and regulatory reforms in other countries. It's Justin Trudeau's handling of the economy that has resulted in hundreds of thousands of lost jobs in many, many different sectors. He's 
mortgaging our children's future with these massive deficits, and all we have to show for it is a huge exodus of capital uh, that is bringing jobs, uh, that is driving jobs out to other countries. Uh, I'd like to turn to something that uh, your party just put out um, a few minutes before we went to air, and that is the cost of the refugee crisis. And you're quoting some of uh, the Parliamentary Budget Office numbers that uh, that this will cost $1.1 billion by March 1920, uh, not including the money that the provinces spend. And, and we also just received some, some numbers from the city, and the city has said that 40% of shelter service users are identified as refugee asylum seekers. The city wants $64.5 million back for 2017 and 2018, plus another $6.3 million for the summer, and an ongoing stable funding of $43 million a year. Uh, presumably, they want that from the province. Uh, uh, where are you going to take this? What Do you think that this will become a major election issue? Well, th- this, is a, uh, this is a huge issue, and this is a huge issue for many different reasons. First of all, uh, Canadians deserve to have an immigration and refugee system that is based on, on, on rules so that we can welcome those to this country in, in a fair way, in a lawful way. And when I speak to groups of new Canadians, uh, who have come to Canada the right way, often waiting years to get here in, in refugee camps or in war-torn areas. Uh, they get very frustrated when they see someone coming in from upstate New York, uh, from a very safe country, a very safe part of a safe country. And to, to watch people just jump the line is frustrating. Now we're finding out that not only is it causing others who are trying to come to Canada the right way, uh, forcing them to wait longer, uh, but now it's, we find out that the cost to taxpayers. So uh, rising to one point one billion dollars it's $34,000 per illegal uh, crosser. Uh, that's more than what uh, many people in this country make earning minimum wage. So this is a huge issue. It's putting a huge strain on our provincial services. And let's remember when the Ontario Cabinet Minister responsible for this file asked Justin Trudeau uh, about how much it will cost and whether or not there will be any support for provincial services on this, she was called un-Canadian. She received a personal and nasty attack from this Liberal government. So the Conservatives will absolutely be highlighting the injustice to those trying to come to Canada the right way and the exorbitant cost that it's uh, costing taxpayers. Uh, I know we have to uh, wrap up soon. Uh, what else can we expect to be hearing from you on in the near future? Well, you know, right now we're, we're highlighting the fact that uh, Justin Trudeau ran on a promise to balance the budget next year. Instead, we have $19 billion deficits. That's a big number that's sometimes hard for, for people to wrap their head around. But what that means is that he's paying more and more money to bondholders and bankers who own the debt. More of your tax dollars is going to pay interest on that debt. We're not going to be able to have the flexibility when uh, the inevitable downturn in the economic cycle uh, comes along. And it means that future generations are going to have to pay back the debt racked up today. So we're going to be talking about deficits a lot, why that matters, how that affects Canadians, how it drives up the costs uh, in Canada, it makes life less affordable, the fact they can't regulate the border crossing issue, and the general issue about life in Canada getting more and more expensive, uh, the affordability issues that are affecting Canadians, and the fact that all the government seems to know how to do is borrow money, and spend it, and government more expensive. And uh, do you see your biggest prospects here in Ontario or elsewhere? 
I'm very confident in a, in a lot of areas. You know, we have a lot of work to do in Atlantic Canada. We got we got shut out there in the last election, but a lot of signs of, of growth and improvement. We've got a hardworking, dynamic team in Quebec, and we expect to, to make huge gains there uh, as more and more Quebecers see through uh, uh, Justin Trudeau's phony approach to many issues. But yes, Ontario is, is, is a huge area for us for growth. We, we've traditionally won much, many more seats than we had in the last election, and I think that uh, that one of the advantages of having uh, of, of my leadership is the ability to have uh, a kind of a reset on how we uh, how we connect with Canadians, how we how we uh, connect with people in Ontario, uh, and uh, our policies will speak to making sure that life in Ontario can be more affordable. I talk to many people in the GTA, many people in uh, in suburbs of big cities, and they say, you know, I'm not sure my son or daughter is going to have the same quality of life that I had. Uh, that uh, you know the, the the prospect of owning your own home in a in a, in a suburb. Um, being able to raise a family, take your kids on vacation, uh, those, that's a dream that is being pushed further and further out of the reach of many, many young people entering the workforce because the cost of living has just gone up so much and all the government seems to do, uh, it seems to know how to do, is spend that money on other priorities that don't actually improve the quality of life. Okay, Andrew Shear, thanks so much for being with us and I hope you'll come back and we can take some more time and, and uh, have our listeners talk to you directly, but thank you very much for this. Always a pleasure. Thanks very much for having me on. Okay, bye-bye. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.